The entertainment world is a wasteland. Zero original ideas have led to an age of awful reboots. Video sharing apps are corrupting the children. And particle acceleration has opened a rift in time, changing history. In these trying days, it was obligatory for these four friends to come together and criticize everything. Welcome to Obligapod. Welcome to Obligapod. I am your host, JJ Diaz, joined alongside Justin Jones, Jack Erickson, and Jared Erickson. And this is our RPG crossover episode, and we are joined by a very special guest, uh, Cody Vieira from the Under the Bridge podcast. Cody, how's it going? It's going well. Thanks for having me on. Awesome. Great to have you, man. Okay. Uh, today we're talking uh, RPGs, and um, which is a um, something I know that we've all um, we've all played and experienced and fell in love with in the past. So um, I'm kind of excited about this one, guys. How about you? Very. I'm excited. I'm RPG. terrified. Because my list is going to expose what a basic boy I am with RPGs. <laughs> okay, I'm 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 a basic bitch as well. Uh, if you look at my my uh, my top five is is chalk. Um, so I'm I'm basic. I'll admit that I'm a basic bitch. It's okay though. That's <laughs> um, fine. Our RPGs are all about being and playing the way you want to play. That is yeah. true. The that whole is true. suspension of disbelief, overcoming. Your uh, your enemies and triumphing, friendship and the sort. Yeah. So, what was your first? Um, what were you guys' first RPG that you've ever played? I I think like back in the Nintendo days, I think probably Final Fantasy one or two. I think was probably the first RPG that I, that I ever played. And then I remember the one that I kind of got into the. Um, and then I remember Nintendo kind of really pushed uh, Dragon Warrior. Yes, and I that think was, that was my first. And I think Dragon Warrior was probably the first one that I really like committed you got a, some time you got to. Got a free copy of it for subscribing to Nintendo Power. That's right. I, free, yeah. You got the game and the strategy guide. Okay, it was awesome. Yeah. We've uh, so Cody, we, we've discussed on um, I discussed uh, on a previous episode about a um, a story back in sixth grade where um, me and another fellow Nintendo enthusiast um, kind of got into a physical alter- altercation over an issue of Nintendo Power. So oh my yeah yeah <laughs> I mean you know, this is the nineties you know we're talking there's not a whole lot going on so that Nintendo Power was like literally powerful like if you had yeah, one of those literally think, gold like the pro tips alone made you cool yeah information is power and yeah. <laughs> this is the power yeah. how about uh, no go ahead justin oh i mean no i mean they had maps ahead and everything yeah. the, the maps power. are cool i love looking at the maps like uh, especially the, i think um I might not have been able to beat. Uh, well, yeah. Well, what games were we talking about? I think Metroid like was one of the ones that they oh, had. Oh yeah. Just, had you know, you had the you had to have the map to for Metroid because there's this really obscure part where you had to like roll and find the this right bubble. That yeah, and then bomb yeah. Bomb it, and then you go down. And you're like, oh, I'm underneath the stage now, and then it's like, okay, you know, I would never. Oh no, no way! Yeah, would you ever have known that? Yeah. Power. Yeah. 
Plus, you got to have a magazine, which I feel like is something that's uh, difficult to describe to people is how like much our parents relied on magazines. Yes, and magazines our, were huge. They were so big. Everybody would be like, ah, oh, these are the magazines I like. You know, you just, yeah. Was, yeah, yeah everybody had a collection of National Geographic magazines in their house. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> definitely, there's definitely the Nat Geo. Um, I mean, my dad... Video game magazines for us. Yes. yes. Wizard magazine for us comic enthusiasts. <laughs> you, you know what? My, my family, it, it's this is so funny. And this is, probably says a lot about us as a family. But we, um, our, our subs- magazine subscriptions would come and go. And, you know, every once in a while, we'll be like, oh, let's, I remember for like a few months, like Sports Illustrated was coming. And then maybe for a few months, Entertainment Weekly would come. But the one constant thing that came to my house every single week was tv guide like Uh, i i probably i we had literally like for maybe 12 15 years of i of my life i can remember there's always being a tv guide so what's what's on tonight let's go grab the tv guide and see what's I used to be so jealous of people that got the TV guide because they were in the know. They knew what was coming on. That's what just guessing. Like, oh, I think sweeps week. I think Magnum PI is on tonight. I don't know. Maybe it is. Maybe it's not. Yeah. Hey guys, just to let you know, I keep getting booted like over and over and over again. Yeah. There's like a thunderstorm happening, and it's like pretty. It's lightning and thunder. I don't know if that affects something, but. Hmm. Uh, my okay. internet's been wonky and I keep getting kicked off so I just keep getting back on but uh, just in case I don't say something it's because I don't know what's going on I know last time we were talking about magazines oh we lost Jared again anyway um, so guys what are what are your some of, what are your some of your earliest memories as far as like RPGs go do you guys remember what was the first RPG you think you played uh, uh Nintendo Power Dragon Warrior for me. Dragon Warrior, okay. And that, I, think I think for me too. I think I didn't. It didn't quite click with me at first, but because yeah. it came with the guide, that enhanced it. That made it more accessible and made it more fun. It's like, I don't know. It's like uh, similar to it, some like Indiana Jones, like using a map. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, going on an adventure with additional resources. For sure. Yeah, Yeah, I think Dragon Warrior was mine too. But yeah, I didn't get into it. It was like too much math or too much numbers for me at the time. Too much reading. It's like, oh, there are words on What is this? Yeah. (laughs) I'm gonna play Link. (laughs) Actually, I don't know. Legend of Zelda is Legend of Zelda an RPG? Is it I don't think most of them are. There might be one here or there. Okay. But in general, I think it's more action adventure because there aren't generally stats or leveling up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That really what about two? Up? Isn't uh, uh, yeah, like two was the two. Like closest one. Yeah, okay, yeah, because yeah, I remember the only thing that would really stats would be your health, like your health would, would just get stronger, like throughout the game, you know. Yeah, but two, two, you collect points and then you, you have a choice how to spend the points, like which stats you increase, okay. Honestly, yeah. for me, two uh, red got, and blue Pokemon were probably the first games I played that weren't just you know garbage PC stuff. Okay, I've never 
I've no, my my um I've never played like uh Pokemon RPG. I hear they're fun though. Everybody like you know when I in fact when I was doing a little bit of research for this uh for you know I was like okay well maybe there's an RPG that I forgot so I went online and looked at like the top fifty of everyone. So there's a lot of Pokemon games like on the uh on the you know at least in like the top you know top twelve you know top ten so. They were fun. I've hit this spot though where. I'm kind of disillusioned with the series as a whole, where not only do I not like what it is now as much, but looking back on it, I'm, I can't help but think, this has always been kind of predatory and anti-player and kind of gross, and I feel really bad that I helped contribute to it getting too big to have any sizable impact by not getting it anymore. Like, it doesn't matter now that I'm not buying Pokemon games brand new, because all the kids out there are, so it's still going to make it's still going to be one of the best-selling Switch games ever, so there's never any reason to make big sweeping changes or make it more consumer-friendly because it's still making money. Yeah, yeah. It's the, it's the same game every time, right? It, Yeah, yeah. And honestly, the biggest problem I have now is that looking back, I remember when they stopped doing third versions, and I was really upset about it because I was younger at the time, but now looking back at it, all I can think is, there should have never been two versions. There is no reason for them to be selling <laughs> yeah. the same game <laughs> twice. The, 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 if any other franchise tried that today, they'd get hamstrung. People would riot because there's no differences between the two that justify a completely separate $40, now $60 price point. And it's yeah. obscene. <laughs> yeah. So is that what the... Is that what, diamond and like all the other different kinds it's basically like just a revamped version of like a previous like uh yeah usually what they'll do is they'll release two separate versions that are thematically connected and the only real difference is that the two versions will have slightly different pokemon available between them they say and it's so frustrating to try to talk to people about it because so many people will say oh it's to encourage trading well you don't need that because you already have to trade to get the starters or there's certain event exclusive things in game where you get a choice. Like in the originals, you had to pick one fossil and you couldn't get the other without trading. So that's a bunch of bunk. The only reason why they made two was so gullible kids would think, oh, I need to have both. So that way I can do this by myself. And because the internet didn't exist, parents weren't looking it up going, this is literally just the same game. So yeah, yeah you can have both. And by the time that we were old enough to realize the difference, well, that's just what Pokemon does. So, yeah, I'll still get both. And by the time you realize, oh, no, this is actually terrible and really gross. Too late. It's self-sustaining now. Yeah. <laughs> but I still have not. really fond memories of the series. And I do. I still get the games. I just don't get them brand new. So that way, right. Game Freak doesn't get my money. <laughs> yeah. I think we got one of the ones for Switch. And it, it bored the hell out of me. It's so redundant very simple it's very accessible but it wasn't fun and they keep making it more simple now you now they have a thing where all pokemon in your party gain experience points per battle regardless of whether they do anything or not and they used to have it where you could turn that off or it was an item you had to acquire just to get it to happen now you can't even turn it off and when asked, their excuse was, well, we find most players play with it on. Okay, cool. I don't. I'd really like the opportunity to shut it off. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. 
take that Pokemon. Yeah. <laughs> or who are the developers? What was the name? Fuck you, Pikachu. Nintendo. Game Freak. Game Freak. Small indie development. The worst part is there's only there's less than 200 employees at Game Freak, but they're responsible for development of games that are part of one of the most well, the most profitable multimedia franchise on the planet. But God forbid any of that goes into the games. Huh. Too busy making that merchandising. Yeah. <laughs> They're making a lot of that, that's for sure. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, I get kicked off the uh, Zoom chat every uh, 45 seconds or so. Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I get, I'm I get, enjoying like, it. Back on. Okay, good. I'm like, <laughs> I, I can hear it pretty much. I know I'm following along, though, pretty good. I just think I only get a second. And so if there isn't something I need to say, like I'm afraid I'm so we gotta get, keep yeah. So you gotta keep talking. I try um you know muting your video and saving some bandwidth that way. If it's a connectivity thing. That could work. Big brain. Oh, did we lose Jared? We lost Jared. Nice here. We just can't see him. Okay. Nah, I'm back now. Oh, he's back. Okay. Oh, you're yeah, back. yeah. You're back. It's I'm okay. Back. We can fix all this in post. There's a lot of technical difficulties tonight, but uh, yeah, I'm we'll like just... right next to the router too, so okay. I, well, I couldn't just... be any closer. So, Jared, what about you? Do you have what? What are your? Um, do you have what? Are, what was some of the first uh, RPGs you remember playing as a kid? Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess Final Fantasy II was probably the first one. I really got into. Yeah. It's an ex- okay. <laughs> there we go. It's got tight characters. I like. There's this guy Cecil. He's like a wizard. Hey, did you guys hear that? Uh, J.K. Rowling said that wizards before there was toilets just shit on the floor and then use magic to make it disappear. I think the saddest thing is that's one of the least controversial things Rowling has said in the last three years. <laughs> Wait, is that an actual thing or is that a Jared fact? That's a legit you know, thing. That's, yeah, that's a thing she said, right? That's like so like, like in her literary world or like that's like, an actual like true Potter fact. <laughs> oh, yeah, wow. I don't know. It could be a Potter fact or it could be like in an interview. I'm not sure. I don't know where it came from. In a book, I don't know. I just heard it. Somebody else said it to me, and I was like, ah, that makes sense. If I was a wizard. Shit on the floor and said. Yeah. <laughs> if I was a wizard, it disappears. You classic. <laughs> um, you never have to buy toilet paper. With Correct? a wave yeah. of the wand, you're clean. Yeah. What, yeah, no, what about it. diarrhea? I mean, it gets all of it. Yeah, they just do it on the ground, and then you make it disappear. Presumably, you just conjure a sponge and then vanish the sponge. I mean, the mm. thing is about <laughs> like wizards is like that's one of their big things. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> make it should disappear. <laughs> it's definitely one it. of the first. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. Make it, make it <laughs> shit disappear. Oh, this guy. Uh, there he's go. We lost him again. <laughs> make it shit disappear. Where did we come up with this stuff? Did you guys see that? Um, did you guys see that footage of Madonna? 
Yeah. No. No. Okay. So no, it happened right before the Grammy. She like posted this uh, TikTok video, and like apparently she's had like massive amounts of like plastic surgery done. So like, wow. Like yeah, and it doesn't even like look like her like really anymore. And uh, yeah, it, it's kind of chilling actually. It's like a little little creepy. Um, yeah. Um. Thanks. Yeah. Out of morbid curiosity, could we maybe pull up that photo and share the screen? Um, yes. Um, here, let me see. Uh... Okay, so while we wait for that, am I the only one who used to have a major crush on Madonna back in the 80s? No, no I definitely did. Yeah, no, I, think I we didn't all did. exist in the 80s, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you about it. She used to wear these bras and they were pointy, like. Super pointy. Yeah, like pyramids. How sexy it made her is boobs that? look big, but I don't think her boobs are really yeah, they're not... just the pointy bra. Yeah. I do like pyramids. I'm a big Moon Knight fan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like that, but there was boobs underneath them. Oh it's my god. Cool. This is yeah, it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> oh, somebody yeah. find the picture? Somebody find the picture. Uh, okay. Yeah, one sec. Okay. Here we go. Are you guys watching it now? Whoa. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. Extreme yeah. close up. Wow. This is Ma- this is what Madonna looks like now. Yes. Poor boy. Hi, yay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna this is gonna be yeah, yeah, it's it's yeah, it's pretty disturbing. And now I'm gonna click off this tab before it's <clears throat> ingrained in my brain. Yeah. <laughs> Nightmare fuel. Yeah, she definitely had like a pumpkin head look to her. Yeah, she looks, she looks like the like head. the uh, the Muppet that looks like Janis Joplin. <laughs> yes. it's Janet from Doctor Teeth and the Electric Mayhem. Yes, <laughs> she really does. Too many bee stings. <laughs> Jeez, that was yeah. Oof. I don't let her know. Okay, let's uh. Yeah, that was uh, yeah, kind of a buzzkill. I really I, love yeah. Madonna. For I, a I, long I, brought, I brought I brought the vibe down a little bit. Let's get back on the RPG. Sorry about that. Yeah, speaking <laughs> of Madonna, right. she kind of looks like a boss that you would fight in an RPG, right? Kind of. Uh, yeah. Now, <laughs> yeah. Disc two boss. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great transition, Justin. Thank you. I've been practicing in the shower. So guys, we usually do top threes, but since we're talking RPGs here tonight, we, there are obviously so many that have uh, it, it was really hard coming up with five. We're gonna do a top five RPGs tonight, guys. Um, and wow. yeah, there, and it was hard to, to it was hard to come up with five of these. Um, I gotta say, um, there's just so many and like so many games I just even forgot about. I'm like, oh, I forgot about that one, you know. But um, I think I've narrowed it down to five. And like uh, like I alluded to earlier, it's it's kind of chalk, you know. It's a basic, uh, you know. <laughs> you know, I'm a basic I'm a, bitch when it comes to RPGs. That's fine. That's fine. You're, yeah. you're, a, ba- you're a basic bitch when it comes to the Star Wars sequel trilogy. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> You guys, um, you want, who wants to kick kick us off here with their uh, top five RPGs? I can go first if you guys. Uh, I'll go first because uh, I said it too. Okay, Jared, let's hear him, man. Let's hear you. Hey. Top- Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Good picks. Excellent picks. Yeah, my uh, my my computer went down. <laughs> sure it did. So as you were saying, <laughs> did it really go down, or is that plan? No, it really did. I right. sure. <laughs> I I keep getting kicked off. My number five is uh, Final Fantasy VII, and that's my list. Final Fantasy VII <laughs> for yeah. all five. All five. Basic. What? No, I went from one to five. You guys didn't hear me do the one to five. <laughs> oh. Okay. And then Final Seven. What? Oh, got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you guys not hear it? I no. heard it. Yeah, I heard it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this guy. Hello? Hello, yes. Hello, Jared. What's up? So is that your list? Guys, that was, yeah, we're still. That's here. a great list. This, yeah, <laughs> this is gonna be a nightmare episode. That if that's okay. <laughs> to edit, uh, yeah, I keep getting kicked off. It's because there's a thunderstorm. There's like, I guess there's a bunch of tornadoes coming through the south. And uh, oh, okay. My God. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Yeah, it's supposed to get a lot uh, chillier this week. Well, you know, for, yeah, for us, chilly. Florida, yeah. yeah. We might have snow on Saturday night. Oh, what? okay. Wow. Yeah. But okay, we'll come back to that later. <laughs> um... <laughs> Justin, why don't you give us your top? I'll go ahead and start us off. Um, I do want to give some honorable mentions uh, before I get into my list. Uh, First honorable mention, Silly Coden 1, uh, the 108 Stars of Destiny. Blew my mind as a kid. Um, another honorable mention from the same platform, PlayStation 1, Wild Arms. Yes. Uh, you know, an RPG with guns. Come on. I was I was all in at that point. Uh, also, big shout out to Xenosaga and Xenogears, two of mm, mm. uh, classics. Classics. And now for my top five in... I guess I'll put them in order. Number five, Shadowrun for the SNES. Uh, classic game, slept on as an RPG, uh, but really, really fun game uh, that I've played through multiple, multiple times. Really rich world in the in the future. Got a real cyberpunk feel to it. Excellent game. Couldn't recommend it enough. I had number a good four, hacking mini game, right? Before you go yes. to number four, yeah. there was a hacking. Yeah, you had to go into like. The Matrix before the Matrix movie was even a thing. It's classic. Um, number four, Sui Coden 2. Took everything that was great about Sui Coden 1. Turned it up that extra notch. Um, nearly a perfect game, really. Soundtrack is great, which is true for all these selections. Um, combat is great. Team building is great. 108 different characters that you could play as, or at least, you know, collect. Um, number man, this list is good. Number three, and <laughs> this is one of my all time favorite games, so to have it number three on my list really says something. Fallout 3, uh, another damn near yeah. perfect game. Um, you know, 
hours and hours and hours and hours and hours of different content to do. Like you could never get finished exploring that game. There's always something new to find, something new and, to do. And Liam Neeson. Yes. The, yeah. Yes. I'm yeah. going to throw New Vegas in there too. Um, yeah. So Fallout 3, number three. Number two, controversial pick because I actually, a uh, part of me actually hates this game. Uh, but a part of me actually loves it too. Dark Souls one, uh, the the only game I feel like that ever broke me as a gamer. Um, like it was so hard. I gave up. At I gave one up point on that, that one. I literally stopped playing video games for like a year just to like. It <laughs> get gets in your head. Right. It gets and in your like, head. And yeah, it like really broke me. Um, and yeah, so there's like a whole montage scene where I was sitting in the forest thinking about if I was ever going to game again. And, uh... <laughs> I know better than to play Souls games because I like my controllers intact. Yes, no, yeah, I broke a couple controllers. Brutal game, but then eventually I did come back to it and triumph and that was maybe the greatest feeling of my adult life. And number one, the greatest video game of all time, Final Fantasy VI. Or Final Fantasy three, if you're an American weeb, um, but <laughs> the perfect game, uh, music, characters, story, gameplay. There's nothing wrong with that game at all. It's perfect, and I will play it anytime. That's an awesome. That is a great list, Justin. Yeah, I know. I do what I can. Yeah, I do what I can. Wouldn't expect nothing less. All right, no arguments there. All every one of those is a banger. I only heard a couple of them, but I definitely think Fallout 3, number three, that's cool. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's hard to like, and and, you know, like I have a very similar, um, similar one to my top five. It's, I, I, between Fallout 3 and New Vegas, um, it's really hard to, I, I, both, both games like have like their following and that they both have like fanatical, like people who, you know, are insistent that one is better than the other. And I, and I know that there's reasons for that. I think that there's at one point for Bethesda, two separate teams of developers who had worked on, and that's why they ended up coming, kind of well, coming well, out. New Vegas was obsidian. <clears throat> oh, that's right. Okay. New Vegas was obsidian. What was Bethesda? And uh, uh, Obs- obsidian, I believe is the original team. Fallout one and two. Yes. Okay. Formed Obsidian, yeah, and correct. that's and that's why there's a lot of people who are a little bit loyal. I, I love both. I love both games. I think so. Do I. I. I know that when it comes to replaying, that I, I'll I'll replay New Vegas once a year, but yeah. Fallout three is a little bit harder to pick up again. Yeah. But, yeah. but when I did play Fallout three, I played the shit out of it. Like I did. Yeah. Everything yeah. You did. It. Yeah. Fallout I three to do everything on the first go or it, try to. Yeah, we, yeah, we um let me go ahead and do my because you know now that we're on the topic of uh a fallout, um I have um I have Fallout New Vegas as my number five. Um and I, I chose it over uh, Fallout Three, although I love the story of Fallout Three, like I love like the overall story, I think is epic. You know, it's really freaking great. Like, it's it's one of the most like yeah cinematic like gameplay experience I've ever had playing a game. Um, Fallout New Vegas is a little bit lighter, um, but just as fun in my opinion, and it does have like a higher replay ability because it's more open ended. 
like Fallout 3, it's almost linear. It's not linear, but you're driven so much by that narrative. Right. Yes. Yes. In New Vegas, it's like, go do what you want, you know, pick a faction and help them or don't. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> and then the way you had, like, you know, you had two, you know, different ways you could side with Mr. House, you could side with the, uh, the NCR, you can go into the Legion. Or you, all the way, baby. Yeah, you could just, <laughs> there was, or you could even like join House mm-hmm. and, and then betray Mr. House at the end. Like, there's just so many like different ways that you could like go about the game that I had to put it over um, Fallout Three. But I love Fallout Three because um, I really like the the split in the Brotherhood of Steel. Like the whole um, uh, what, what were they called? Like they uh, it was like the kind of the NWO Wolf Pack of the Brotherhood of Steel. Like they were just like just like where are they I, called. I forget too. I know the expansion's called Broken Steel. Okay, they were they were cool. They had they put red in their armor, just like yeah, yeah. just like NWO Wolfpack did. Wolfpack. You know, <laughs> when they kind of broke off from the regular NWO. Um, so I, I really I really enjoyed that that aspect of the game. So, but I you could you could you could put either one in in here, in my opinion, and. Um, uh, um, and I think it'd be fine. Uh, so the, my number four, I wanted to get to an honorable mention. And one of the honorable mentions I'm going to give are it's basically Icewind Dale 1, Icewind Dale 2, Baldur's Gate 1, and Baldur's Gate 2. Like I, I've played those games. Those are all honorable mentions for me. They probably are top five worthy. Um, the only reason why I didn't... Um, uh, I didn't is just because this game, even though those games give me a little bit more custom... custom you know, a little bit more customizable, which is one of the more appealing things in RPGs. I think that um, Diablo 2 is uh, a game that I just spent hours and hours. And it was, yeah, I forgot about Diablo. And yeah. it was probably the first, my first experience playing with other people. Like, you know, we, I don't even think it was like online at the time. I think we had set up um, a, a LAN, like a local area network. Yes, you know, like kind of like we were just all on our PCs. I was running my barbarian tank, and like you know, my friend was running like his healer, and it was just it was so fun. And I it was like my first time like really gaming with other people and doing the same thing. The the whole land thing was definitely a unique experience. Yes, yes. Cody, for since you weren't there, land (laughs) was kind of a thing where we'd all get together in a single room and connect to the same network and play video games that way. Yeah, fortunately, I've not experienced them, but I am familiar with them. Okay. Like, a, like the link cable for a Game Boy Advance. Yeah, no. Similar, <laughs> yeah, similar idea. Yes. In, in fact, Xbox, I think, was when the original Xbox came out, that's what they were kind of pushing before. Yeah. Like, that was a was... big feature for them, for sure. They, yeah. Dreamcast, too. Dreamcast. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because they have the four ports on the front. Yeah. Yeah. So that was um, so yeah. I have to say, uh, Diablo Two was just a, a great game, um, and the expansions came out and made it even more. Even Wait, more is Diablo Two your number four or your honorable mention? Diablo Two is my number four. Uh, okay. Ba- okay. Baldur's, Baldur's Gate One and Two and Icewind Dale One and Two are my honorable mentions. Um, all the Frostbite engine. Yeah. Those are all great, and uh, especially Icewind. It was really close. I wanted to put Icewind Dale because what, what was great about Icewind Dale is you can you can customize six characters, so you can basically customize your party from the start of the game. So yeah, and that and the in the, the uh, remake of Baldur, not a remake, but like a uh, remaster a remaster of Baldur's Gate. You can do that now. You can start out with a team of six. 
Okay. It's so much better. Yeah, it's really fun. Uh, okay, so they can do that in Baldur's Gate now too. Okay, that yeah. that that's awesome. Um, my number three is gonna be a, a game, another game that I spent hours. It come, you know, after I I had and grew up and had an appreciation for role playing games. It combined two of the things I love the most. Uh, this game is uh, Knights of the Old Republic, one and two. Take your choice. Take your pick uh, as to which one you like. They're both Dude, great. I forgot about great. Knights of the Old Republic too. <laughs> <laughs> They're both great, but um, I'd have to say going dark side on Knights of the Old Republic one is just really, really gratifying. It's just yes. like when when I when I played it the Friday, you know, I, I played. I've actually played that game three times, and I just found like doing the whole Sith experience in that game was just so, so much fun. So I, yeah, that, that was, um, that was a great game. I, I probably spent a whole summer just like, you know, uh, you know, back when I had a, a decent PC, I probably, you know, spent hours playing that game. So um, then uh, my number two is a uh, Sukoden Sukoden one. I've unfortunately have never played Sukoden two before. Oh. Um, I want to play. I think that Justin, yeah, yeah, I think you. I hope you have like three hundred bucks. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll it. send you uh, emulator. emulator that you can emulator. play it on, on your computer. Yeah. Okay, emulator time. Okay, so yeah, yeah it the, is like three hundred bucks. <laughs> yeah. This is the the first RPG that I really fell in love with. Um, getting you know all the hundred stars of Destiny. I think the only one I I wasn't able to get was Gremio because he had died, and I apparently there's a way oh. you could go back and resurrect Gremio, and I never I never could figure it out. So I was always like you know a, a star short, but like it was a, it was so cool. It was like uh it was one of those games where you're like. You just you know retrace your steps when you don't have like you know everybody you're like okay who am i missing and then yeah who do i talk to yeah yeah and then you go and you finally find the person that you know and then the way you could like you know combo your characters um yes yeah well one of my favorite uh group they had these two fishermen guys like it was like tai ho and his brother or something there were these two fishing guys (laughs) they had these little like yeah, and they they had they had this like combo attack that was really cool. It was like a fisherman's attack, and those guys were awesome. So I yeah, so coming right now. Yeah, th- those guys were 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 pretty. Uh, were that whole game was it was amazing. It was an amazing gameplay experience. So um, very unique for the time. It also had the little mini games within like the actual RPG game where you could like do like large scale battles. I mean, it was really limited. I think you could do charge attack, defend, and magic. But it was yeah. still it was still a way to kind of like feel like you were commanding like large army. Um, yeah. So it gave you a little bit of that aspect, and then it had the whole dual aspect of it too. Where yeah, you, the one-on-one fight, the one-on-one fights, which were which were really cool. So it was just a just a fun and great game. Um, and um, so my number one is uh, going to be of no surprise to anyone, um, but uh, Elder Scrolls Five Skyrim. It's a game I'm still playing. 12, what? Twelve? Yeah. <laughs> Can you believe it? Can you believe? I'm it? surprised. Yeah. You, yeah. <laughs> Skyrim's your number one all time. Yeah. RPG? Yeah. I, it's worthy. It's worthy. Of the, really? No, it is. Yeah, I just did not expect that. It, you know, yeah. I ne- yeah, right. I, ne- I never talk about it. So, like, yeah, yeah that's yeah, kind of came out of nowhere. It. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> but, but Scott, yeah, it's a game that I'm still playing 12 years later. It's, it's, it's amazing and fun. And, uh, you know, I love everything about that game. Uh, different, you know, faction options, just the way you can just like do everything and you can grind like certain you know skills and perks without having to really put your regular person points into them and 
yeah um still still fun and i just recently got the anniversary edition of skyrim and i'm enjoying it so cool. that's that's my basic bitch list oh, yeah hey, i wouldn't call that a, i i would yeah call that's fine that's not basic at all at least yeah, yeah that was that's not basic, basic at all yeah <laughs> all right okay thanks guys thanks if guys. that's basic mine's like <laughs> yeah well, what the hell yeah there was nothing basic there all right. Okay. Cool. Thanks, guys. Well, you're gonna have three Final Fantasies in there or something. <laughs> <laughs> so, I feel like mine is going to expose a core problem with myself as a gamer, which is that I'm bad at completing games. I love RPGs conceptually. I have a ton of them. I have Digimon World one through three. I've got a quite a few Final Fantasies. I've got some of the Dragon Quest games but I've barely ever beaten any because what happens is I'll pick one up, I'll start playing it, I'll set it down for a while, I'll come back a month or two later, not remember what I was doing, start over, get tired of the tutorial, rinse yeah, and repeat. Yeah. So yeah. most of all the RPGs on my list are ones that I have beaten and they are all who oh boy. So just that was some, <laughs> that was some context as to why this list is the way it is because while oh, I like stuff like Digimon World, I've never beaten it, so I don't feel like I can put it on the list. Number five, I've got Marvel Ultimate Alliance. Nice. Woo! Good one. I, have, I am a big superhero fan, always have been. That one, to me, that was just a great game. It really actually feels like the superheroes all have interactions with each other and the banter's on point. I like that yeah. there are things you can do that improve the ending, but it doesn't necessarily feel like there's big sprawling multiples. It's just Here's a here's a checklist of things to keep an eye out for, and that's fine. That's I love the, uh, the in that game they have the CD ROMs that gives you like a backstory for each character. And yeah, stuff. and it's like a little it's like a little mini mini quest that you could play, like um, just collecting those things. Yeah, yeah, and of course messing with your team comp to get different bonuses or to get yes. certain interactions with people. Deadpool cracked me up every time he interacted with somebody. It was just. It it I I like it a lot and the sequels never really had the same impact for me, so the first one made it on the yeah. list. Yeah. The the sequels they tried new things and they really shouldn't have. They uh, and the and the predecessor to this was the X-Men Legends games, which were also good, but not quite as good as Ultimate Alliance. Yeah. I was never I was never Both a huge X-Men fan. So I guess for me Ooh. an X-Men exclusive art like I like them, but I was never, I was never a huge exclusive X Men fan. It was just like, oh yeah, they're cool because they're part of this larger whole. So, yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. But it's funny because this is probably the only one on my list that I think doesn't meet the general assumption I have that all that all RPG should have good music. Because Ultimate Alliance, I don't remember any music from it. It's yeah, just kind of there. Fair. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, number four, I've got Fire Emblem Three Houses. Boom. I've <laughs> never really cared about Fire Emblem until this one. And I only got this one because Byleth got into Smash. And that got me looking at the at that one because all of a sudden I'm looking it up. It's like, okay, this one looks like it's actually popular. So let me let me pick this up. And it's just I actively like the the school setting in this one and the sense of, ah, yes, I'm in charge of these people, but let me let me make sure I'm spending time hanging out with them or making them hang out with each other. 
I went Crimson Flower the first time I played it. <laughs> so now I've been trying to play the other routes and not burning the world down and starting it all over is it's a switch. It's <laughs> definitely a change. <laughs> but, is this the most recent Fire Emblem to come out? Or Yeah, it's the most recent main one, at least. I think for the switch. Yeah. Cool. I think I'll have to check they're working out. on another one, but it's a Warriors game but it's three houses themed anyway. And I guess it's kind of a sequel or maybe a golden ending kind of thing. They haven't made it quite clear, but I like it a lot. Uh, it's, I also, part of why I never gotten a fire emblem before is because I am one of those people where if one of my units dies, I will reset. It does not matter who it is. It doesn't yeah. matter if I don't like them. Yeah, That's why I can't play Pikmin because anytime a Pikmin dies, oh, time to restart. <laughs> yeah. I got to reset the save file. Oh, you mean I, can't figure out how to beat this guy without losing Pikmin. I guess I'm done with the game. I'm like that with XCOM. Yeah. I lose <laughs> no any units. of the career. I gotta, yeah, gotta restart. Nobody left <laughs> behind. <laughs> can't lose Snake Plissken, man. Can't lose him. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely not. <laughs> but I had a lot of fun with that one. Uh, number three, I have got Pokemon Platinum. Despite all my problems with Pokemon that I was not shy in outlining, I do still have a really special place in my heart for these games because they were some of the first I ever played. And I feel like Gen 4, when it first showed up on the DS, were the best ones of the bunch. And it was the last time that the series, to me at least, was really genuinely great. I thought about giving it to Heart Gold and Soul Silver because Gold and Silver and Crystal were also very important to me. And they're a fairly faithful remake, but they're a little too faithful. And the level curve in gold and silver is kind of atrocious. So I yeah, platinum is just better because it's diamond and pearl, which was already a pretty good game, but with some really glaring, stupid problems, like only having two fire types available. And one of them is the starter. So if you didn't pick Chimchar, hope you like Ponyta or having no fire types. Hey, wait, 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 wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What are you talking about? Only one fi- or two fire type Pokemon. Yeah, in Diamond and Pearl, there are only two fire types in the regional Pokedex. One is Chimchar the starter, the other is Ponyta. So if you want a fire type on your team, you are limited to those. And it's even more baffling because there's a fire type Elite Four member. So they they filled in his team with Drifblim, the balloon Pokemon, Steelix, and Lopunny, which is just... How did you make this game knowing you have a fire type elite four member see this and then decide, no, this is fine. They barely even fixed it in platinum. They just added, I think they added hound hour. They put Eevee in the game before the national decks. You could get Flareon and they added the Magby line because Magmortar was, that was even more baffling thing about diamond and pearl. Uh, Like a third of the new Pokemon were evolutions for older ones, but they weren't in the net in the regional Pokedex. You couldn't get them until after you had completed the game and seen all the Pokemon in the regional decks. It was baffling. Platinum took that out. They're all in the decks. So theoretically, you can get most of them before the Elite Four. And that's why Platinum took that spot, because it's just, it's optimal Diamond and Pearl, which were so close to being great, except for those absolutely baffling design choices. (laughs) In second place, I've got another series that I'm not as big a fan of anymore, but I'll still keep playing it because I hate myself. I've got Kingdom Hearts 2. 
<laughs> yes. <laughs> no, that's that's one that I, that I consider, you know, at least putting in my honorable mention. Um, it's a good game. Those are good games for sure. Great game. Yeah, I I mostly just I feel like this Kingdom Hearts story is a perpetual. This is constantly not living up to the potential of what it could be. Partly because Nomura is a madman. Partly because Square Enix sucks, and partly because Disney keeps imposing awful restrictions now that they know the series is popular. Like, the Frozen World in Kingdom Hearts 3 butchered because they didn't want Elsa to be portrayed as even remotely the least bit villainous, so they had to completely excise her from the plot. But Kingdom Hearts 2 was in that perfect sweet spot where the series, you can see all the signs of what it was going to become, but it wasn't a problem yet. The story was confusing, not confusing, but it was harder to follow than the first one but there were just enough plot hooks to still be interesting the combat was still That's, the combat than... was my probably my favorite thing to be honest i i didn't finish kingdom hearts 2 i don't remember the story it was so convoluted but the the gameplay loop is great the action rpg aspects of that game are awesome oh yeah but... the drive forms are awesome the reaction commands make you feel like a god when you pull them off yeah. it's just it's so much fun and it's so fluid and smooth especially when you've got it right you're in a pattern and it's like ah yes i have you completely figured out you are going down and i as much as i the series hurts me now especially when it's like hey you want to figure out where we're going for the next game pay $60 and play this rhythm game that barely uh. has anything up until the very end. Because we know it's you'll true. do it. What we the know hell happened to Disney? Like, all the, not They're just evil. Kingdom Hearts. Just <laughs> the, whole, the company as a whole is making stupid choices. Oh, no, choices. I think that's Square Enix's yeah. fault, 100%. That's Nomura having gone off the deep end and just deciding, I could do whatever now. Nobody cares. That hotel thing, that whole hotel fiasco. On, we put plot relevant in <laughs> they put plot relevant information in a symphony tour and that's okay. just like that's just the most underhanded baffling nonsense but kingdom hearts 2 aces yeah. i i love I agree it to that. if we could go back to that that would be great i know we won't but a but a man yeah. can dream <laughs> and then at number one i mm, it's persona 5 <laughs> Okay. It's wow. Persona 5. That game just hooked me like almost nothing else wow. in the last few years has. It's not perfect by any stretch. The story is very Saturday morning cartoony. It gets very heavy handed. It's still but... like set in a high school or like a yes. college. Yeah, it's still high school set. But I, I, I would I would compare that game to Diablo, actually. Uh, I haven't played five. I've played three. That was the last one I played, but it was like uh, a lot like Diablo, where you have your your central hub, and then you uh, you go on these missions in the school at yeah. certain times of the day. And five actually made me go back and play the other ones, and actually start collecting the Mega Ten series as a whole. Which, because I'm bad at playing RPGs, I haven't touched most of them, but I'm going to eventually. <laughs> I swear, they're not just there to sit on my shelf. But with Persona Five, I think it just comes down to you can make up for a lot of lack of substance or at least maybe not the best substance if you've got style and persona 5 is nothing if not stylish it's it's smooth it's just got this 
hell yeah rebel against authority message that just even though you know it's all fake and it's coming from atlas so who cares because another big corporation anyway it's still just ah, I, I can't even describe it it's just the game's got a vibe and i love the vibe so it counts it, it, it i feel bad putting it on the list especially at the top but it's still like ah this this is one that i'll just keep playing over and over again i don't even care that, that's what matters yeah really makes me want to play five yeah. I played four. Four is not bad. Four is not they, bad. Are they on PC yet? Are any of them on PC? Four's on Steam now, and they actually they put the golden version, which was previously just a Vita exclusive because Atlas is insane. Huh. I have to check that out. I like yeah, how I complained yeah. about Pokemon releasing the same game with minor tweaks and charging full price for it, but I put Persona 5 on here when that's exactly <laughs> what they did with Royal, and that's what they did yep. with Persona 4 Golden, and that's what they did with Persona 3 Festival or Persona 3 Portable, but eh, I never claimed to be a consistent man. <laughs> it, it is what it is. <clears throat> you like what you like, too, you know? I mean, if it, the, the game resonates with you, like, that's all that matters, really, you know? They... Yeah. So yeah, that's my that's my list. Like I said, <laughs> I don't that's know a good where, list. why yours. That's a good list. That was a that's... that was a, definitely a unique list for sure. You know, like there's that's what's kind of been good about like uh, we haven't like all kind of had a lot of the same ones in our. You know, there's always the ones that are always going to be like you know in everyone's top five, but you know for the most part it's been it's been pretty different. How about you, Jack? Uh, we're all waiting for. Yeah, we saved the best for last. Of I course. guess we did in this case. Yeah. <laughs> Right, my honorable mention. You already covered Baldur's Gate. That's also in my honorable mentions. Okay. Also in my honorable mentions are Breath of Fire and Shining Force. Ooh. Both are good series, uh, older series. Uh, Breath of Fire is kind of corny, and it, it's trying trying to be a little bit like Dragon Quest, but Dragon Quest already perfected it. So I'll get yeah. to my top five now. The number five, this one might surprise you. South Park Stick of Truth. <laughs> nice. Never played it before. I've heard it's great. Though. Right. I'm, I'm to, surprised. To, to be fair, you could play this game without the RPG elements. You can play it like an adventure game. But the the RPG elements are good. It's a solid, solid system. And um, the game itself is like you're actually playing South Park. Like, it's yeah. no different from the show. It's got a very good aesthetic. All right, number four. This is kind of a loophole because uh, it's three games in one. Oh, boy. It's called Ooh. Forgotten Realms Archive 1, and it's all three Eye of the Beholder games. Oh, uh, wow, nice. Yeah, these games are awesome. In the 90s, I played the shit out of them. I stayed up way too late in high school, and I'd be up till 4 a.m. playing these. But they're... Uh, it's basically a dungeon crawler with a 3D perspective, and you have to you have to draw a map basically, or you get lost. Like you'll get really lost if you don't yeah. like, draw and follow a map. And um, in recent years, there's a game called Legend of Grimrock One and Two that are definitely a nod to these, um, and those are very good too. But for number four, it's Forgotten Realms Archive One. Uh, number three is Fallout 4. I know this is the least popular of... of what the yeah. actual... What? Yeah. What? Fallout 4 is so good. I put so much time into it. 
I love this. It is good. But... There's there's a lot of room for improvement. The story was not anywhere near as good as three, but there's still a lot of cool things in that game. A lot of cool moments. The Pridwin, for example, when that when I when you first see the Pridwin, that just blew me away. And uh, building the settlements, I've spent countless hours on. And um, okay. the, another thing that makes it great is the modding community. Because you can yeah. mod that game however you want. I've done like a zombie survival game before, and it's top notch. Uh, At least it wasn't 76. <laughs> yeah. Sure. I, did, I played 76 a lot, but I, I it, 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 like, okay. They patched, they patched it, didn't they? Didn't they, didn't they make it a little bit. Better. Right, they, they've done a few updates to make it better, and there is a solid start-to-finish quest storyline that's very good. But okay. after, after that, it's it's just basically like a cell phone game. You log in every day for a half hour to do your dailies, get your rewards, and then log out. And then it's just <laughs> over and over and over again. It becomes so redundant. Boring. Did, now, did they ever fix the the um? No non or was it no human NPCs? Like I think that was a thing that they wanted like each player. Right, right. Originally you got your quests from like these recordings. Yes. But with the uh I think what is the expansion called? Um not Brotherhood. Something like that. But they added like they added two new towns, one for the raiders and one for they're called the settlers. Okay. Um, and there, they added human NPCs to that, and that really helped things. Okay, okay. So it's free to play. I mean, if you buy the base game, there's no like monthly subscription. Like, you can yeah. pay for like a premium service, but it's totally unnecessary. Okay. The free game and it's fun. Uh, number two is the Final Fantasy game. I'm gonna I'm gonna let you guys guess which one. Eight. Yes. So nope. nailed nope. it. It's eight. Wait, I, it is eight. It, it, it's eight. Yeah, eight. Okay, the it, Final Fantasy eight is a four disc game. Yeah, and and disc one of that game is a slog. It is not yes, fun at all. Correct. But, but once you get the disc two, oh man, is it awesome? It's um, you're basically playing as these college kid mercenaries, uh, and you use guardian forces. There's a little bit of Pokemonishness to it. Yes. You yes. To, you have to find guardian forces. And, it's up to you whether you use them as summons or use them to make your attributes stronger. Like it has, it's called the junction magic system. It's probably the worst magic system in any Final Fantasy. But if you're using the magic to make your stats bigger, then it's awesome. And the, like the what I love about it most is the the story is okay. It gets better after disc two. Uh, parts of it remind me a lot of Star Trek, actually, like yeah. Star Trek TNG. But what I love about the game is how you can break it. You can you can exploit the systems and do a no level game in the most interesting way. Like one of the one of the ways to do this is to play the card game to get your spells and stuff. It takes way longer, but you you can go all the way through that game without gaining a single level. <clears throat> and then at the end game. You can choose to start leveling up with uh, with better junctions and stat boosts, and then your leveling is much makes way more sense. Because when when you level up in that game without the boosts, you're just getting extra HP um, and maybe a few other stats. But 
to get like extra strength and vitality, you need to you need to junction certain guardian forces. So for that reason, that, that I I spent a lot of time on that game doing a no level run. It's one of the most fun RPG experiences I've ever had. Another thing about the leveling system with the junction stuff, I just played through it. You know, yeah, I guess kind of standard. Yeah, you can totally do that, and it's fun. Like I said, the story is mediocre until after this too. Yeah, the first. Wait, this is the is one with the Dane, or this is the one with Squall. It's Squall. Cool. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's okay. funny. My first experience with most Final Fantasy was through Kingdom Hearts, and when I heard that Squall had a gun blade, I was super jazzed up because I thought that sounds like the coolest thing ever. That's the sickest thing I've ever heard of. Because <laughs> I was pick what I was picturing. Because I assumed that what I saw in Kingdom Hearts was just like graphical limitations. What I was picturing was a giant revolver with the barrel sharpened to be a blade. What I got was a vibro sword. And I was like, this is still cool, but this is not this is not a gun blade. Well, yeah, yeah, you can you can upgrade your weapons in that game and there's game better, gear, like there's a better revolver aesthetic. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I need to play more of that game then. I own it. I have it. It's on my shelf. I just barely got anywhere in it, and now I don't know where my PS1 memory card is. So I probably do it, dude. Just slog, slog through that disc one, and then yeah, I remember that being a slog, especially (laughs) coming off of seven. I was like, geez, what the hell? Who are these? What are they doing here? Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) seven was a lot of fun. I I think I I I remember. I don't know if I finished eight though, but it was still. I did enjoy like I did not finish it. I made it like pretty close to the end, I think, but I did not finish. Okay. It has one of the coolest endings out of any RPG. It has to do with time travel. I won't spoil anything else, but okay. it, it, it deals it deals with time travel in some heavy philosophical ways. I so, feel like that's the ending of every Final Fantasy game. Yeah, well, not like this though. Not, well, maybe five. <laughs> they all kind of. Yeah, didn't with, you like, just recently do a replay of the? Pixel yes. remasters of the Final Fantasy. Yes, game? I have I have all the pixel remasters, one through six, and I'm working on five now. I have a hundred percent achievements on one through four. So wow. Yeah. Yeah. I bet you That's don't know. Yeah, you don't have too many yeah. friends that have that under <laughs> <laughs> No. Um, my number one RPG of all time, Dragon Quest Eight. Now Dragon okay. Quest. Dragon Quest in general is awesome. It's I'm gonna butcher the guy's name, but he's the illustrator for Dragon Ball Z, uh, and that is Akira Toriyama. Akira Toriyama, and that aesthetic is everywhere in the game. It makes for some of the coolest monster designs. Like they're when you're low level, they're kind of cutesy, and then when you're high level, they're well, they're still kind of cutesy, but they just look, you know, like something you'd see in Dragon Ball Z. Um, and in this particular Dragon Quest, the villain is very compelling. His name is Duel Magus, and he's a court jester that steals the staff, and he goes on a killing spree. Like, the first half of the game, you're chasing him from town to town in an attempt to stop him from murdering the next person he needs to murder to get stronger, but you're always too late. He's always one step ahead of you. And sometimes it's, it's like, sad. <laughs> Sometimes it's like depressing, like the, what he does to get more powerful. And then 
eventually he becomes a god and you have to kill god just like every rpg that's the <laughs> <laughs> you can't stage one yeah. <laughs> but i i highly recommend dragon quest 8 it's uh it's got the best storytelling character designs and aesthetic than any rpg i've ever played and it also has great post-game content this is when you, you can relatively you can finish the game relatively easy but you you still want more and this game provides more in a really cool way it's called yeah i started playing it but i like i never made it far i made it to like level 15 and i was like yeah i'll come back to this later yeah it never did as the uh the dragovian trials after you beat the main game and it, it's not easy you have to really grind you have to really um be sharp and quick with the menu responses <laughs> to beat some of these dragons <laughs> so, final fantasy 10 had a good uh yes. game content like that too they had the dark aeons and they had the monster arena yes yeah, so i forgot about the dark aeons some, some of the dark aeon fights will go on for two hours yeah you have to prepare yourself mentally yeah and physically like oh yeah. did i already use the bathroom <laughs> yeah pretty much <laughs> am i like comfortable it? am i comfortable enough to spot <laughs> So that's, uh, that's, anybody that's remember fighting the weapons on final fantasy 7 like the yes. weapon and the diamond I think weapon i beat the underwater one I, I couldn't beat the others yeah i think the underwater one was the hardest one though right yeah if you didn't have the materia that lets you breathe underwater then yeah you had the time hard. limit yeah. and yeah. yeah yeah i remember skipping school to beat that for like two weeks and it's the reason i failed the ninth grade <laughs> it happens. It happens sometimes. Yeah, sometimes no, I mean, nobody's just, perfect. Sometimes you fail when I great. Yeah, it's fine. Sometimes you get more. It's more beneficial to play an RPG for two weeks straight. Yeah, no, I think I learned more than I would yeah. in PE for sure. You didn't miss anything. Yeah, no. Shop? that's just Come ninth on. grade. Who cares? Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> I made it up in summer school. It's fine. Exactly. <laughs> But to beat, uh, you know, to beat a Final Fantasy VII while it was so out and popular. Yeah, I, mean, wow. I think I'm pretty sure I was the first person I knew to beat uh, the Emerald Weapon or whatever. So nice. That's no way one could ever take that away from me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know a lot of people that graduated in ninth grade. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know if I was conducting a job interview and I asked the person. Have you beat any weapons in Final Fantasy VII? And they answered yes. That would hold way more weight than whatever the Yeah. Yo, I completed also completed ninth grade. Okay, cool. But honestly, I'd, I'd be more inclined to hire somebody for that just based on the story. It's like, t- tell me, tell me an example of your priorities. I was willing to fail ninth grade to beat Final Fantasy VII. The weapons. Yeah. All right. Not even not, not even the game. I had already beaten the game. Just an optional side buff. <laughs> but i got the master material for that so you know who's yeah. laughing now Cody, you had mentioned <laughs> that you have like shelved games and i want to talk about backlogging because i've done that recently right? steam every year has the summer sale and now they have the spring sale and you get games so cheap like five six bucks when they're normally 50 60 bucks and I've, I've bought a ton of them and never played them. But recently I made it a point to finish as many as I could. 
and I finished uh, Talos Principle and Observation. Both are very good games. They're both uh, puzzle adventure games, and uh, I highly recommend those. Not RPG, so it's nothing to do with our actual topic, but I do I do recommend those two. <laughs> Wait, what are they called? Uh, Talos Principle. Oh, someone else told me about this. Yeah. Yeah, it's a puzzle. It's similar to Portal. Oh wait, no, it was actually you on the last podcast. Now that I'm thinking about it. Oh, okay, all right. <laughs> yeah, there I go repeating myself. <laughs> it's, it's super funny. I told myself, oh gosh, this was probably six or seven months ago now. I told myself I have to stop getting games until I start playing more of the games I already have. I said that to myself, and then two days later. I get told I walk in a I walk in Eminem and I get told, hey, we have Persona Q and Persona Q too. God damn it. <laughs> it also has these stickers. Do you want those? What kind of question is that? Of course I do. Of course. <laughs> I have the stickers. And that's how I broke my own rule two days later and I just kept getting more games. I'm gonna get to them eventually though. You will. Eventually. Someday I'll be retired and have nothing but time. <laughs> true. That's true. Or you, the stuff coming out you'll not like. <laughs> kind of yeah. like, kind of like with uh, Pokemon. You know, yeah. Eventually I'll hit a point where the new stuff won't interest me anymore, and then it'll yeah. just be like, okay, now I have, now I don't have to worry about anything coming up. Here I go. Yeah. yeah. Happens to all of us. <laughs> We were we were talking. Um, I think it was on our group chat. Um, but it, it's kind of funny how like every all video games now have certain like RPG elements in them. Even like games like like Call of Duty, for example, they're still like trying to like you know like this like class customization and stuff. So they're doing things that that are RPG like. It doesn't necessarily make them RPGs, but they're definitely like borrowing from different elements to like make you know gameplay a little bit you know um yeah a little more customizable which i think everybody kind of wants it's fun to like create it is it is you know you know who i blame for that is uh diablo because diablo was the first rpg that was accessible to everybody like everybody i knew was playing that like three diablo three or two diablo two the first yeah first okay yeah, and then I noticed after that, that's when games started using RPGs, like stats or skill points. Okay, I never thought about that, but I could see that. I mean, it was a great game, so... Yeah. Yeah. I think it comes down to, it's also, once you have a level system and customization stuff, it gives people a sense of progression. Yes. Which yeah. is, especially for especially for a game like call of duty you would want to give somebody a sense of progression even for the people who because I, I i don't play shooters but if i did that would be the thing that i would focus on because i'm terrible at multiplayer so it would be like okay i don't care about my rank my rank's gonna be garbage yeah what, how am i doing on how am i doing on this stuff yeah yeah <clears throat> i'm terrible at our at, at shooters i just don't have i don't have like First of all, yeah, I don't have the, the the reflexes that I once did, but you know, also, you know, when I'm jumping on a, on a shooter game, um, I 
this is probably like you know like the you know i don't i get maybe two or three hours gaming a week max and you know i'm playing against like you know like these like 13 year olds who have been like who've, who are on summer vacation and have done nothing but play <laughs> call of duty and then drink mountain dew like for the past two weeks you know so they're so, wired like, they're wired <laughs> and they're ready to go and i'm just like some noob just like rolling in here with slow reflexes and yeah, i know I don't know the map. Yeah, I don't know the map. Yeah. Oh, look so, at this yeah. noob. Yeah. yeah. So. Show us your junk. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. me on every shooter. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but you know, speaking of RPG elements in a game and shooters, uh, there's this game uh, on PSN and Steam and Xbox called Deep Rock Galactic. And you play as, it's like a four-player co-op shooter with RPG elements. So, oh pretty fun pretty fun little game we're playing a lot of that <clears throat> cool what, what is it called deep rock galactic like you uh play as these okay. these dwarves and you go on these mining expeditions to like get get loot and you shoot these monsters it's a little okay. thing it's fun it's fun stuff sounds fun now like we were like when we were talking about like you know what qualifies as like i mean there's a lot of games that get, does like like so turn-based like games such as like xcom and games like that they would are they would you consider those rpgs or are those more like turn-based like strategy strategy games, games? Yeah. i think because of the leveling up aspect you would call them like tactical rpgs okay. yeah i think yeah. if three houses counts which according to wikipedia it does then okay. Then XCOM would be XCOM something one. similar. Okay. Yeah, well, I think th you could, you could. I I like to call it tactical uh, strategy. Yeah. Wait, but, does that mean Mario Rabbit's Kingdom Battle is an RPG? Yeah, no I mean, it's basically XCOM with Mario. Have... Yeah. Combat is not a Super Mario so. RPG too. The game was better than it should have been. Rest yeah. Peace, Gino. R.I.P. <laughs> Well, it sucks we lost Jared, guys. You know, we almost uh, we and, almost... And we, we're gonna have to form a party and go on a quest to find him. To uh, find him, I think so. And defeat, uh. defeat the tornado boss. I called not being uh, the quest for Jared. <laughs> I'll take DPS. It doesn't matter if I if I'm garbage at DPS because ideally we have another one. I call thief. <laughs> I probably, you know, I probably. If I had an honorable mention, I guess even though uh, I feel I feel really dirty saying it, but I guess the honorable mention would go to WoW because I have oh, a yeah. I have a love hate relationship with that game where it keeps sucking me in. At least once a year, I will play it for a month or two at least. Stop, get bored, stop, not play it again. Then around the same time each year, it's like oh, you know, oh, get the old itch. Yeah, those are those are good. I don't think there's any shame in that. They're, those games are pretty. I mean, they they make them very addictive. For you know, they know what they're doing. That, they, yeah. You know what's crazy? That game is almost twenty years old. Yes, I think it's oh, almost twenty years old. Yeah, because I used when, to heal in those games, and then I got really sick of it, and then I discovered DPSing. Where okay, it doesn't matter if I'm garbage. There's two other people doing it. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All I have to I, do is contribute, yeah. 
I played uh, two MMOs I, other than 76. I played Final Fantasy 14 and I played Fantasy Star Online too. Yes, Fantasy Star Online. Woo! Yeah. Those games are a lot of fun and you don't have to play with people. That's what yeah. I love. You, yeah, you don't have to go off and do your own thing. That was the first time I played online anything. Most Fantasy Star Online 1. Yeah, 2 was more of the same. Like, you're still on a spaceship. That's another game that kind of reminds me of Star Trek. So you're on this big spaceship and you go to different yeah. planets. You got phasers. Yeah. <laughs> but recently, they uh, overhauled and now it's called uh, Genesis. Wait, for what? Fantasy Star Online 2 or Neon Genesis. Oh, it's like, like even so, so you're no longer like a space explorer on a spaceship. You're like on a on one planet now. Or I don't know. The last I checked, they only had like a couple of zones. They're still working. Oh, okay. They they overhauled it. It's a completely different game now. But it's oh. free to play. So that's cool. So Cody, yeah. how how long have yeah. how long have you been doing the uh, the end of the bridge podcast for? <clears throat> A month now. This is probably okay. my fifth or sixth attempt to do something with YouTube because it's always a case of I start getting into something, unforeseen complication pops up, discouragement occurs, yeah. forget it, I'm done. And it's always going back to the drawing board trying to figure out what went wrong. Because the last thing I had was I was trying to do a thing called the monthly movie awards where I would try to see every major release that came out in a month and give them all ridiculous superlative titles. Like, some would have best movie or something, but some I'd give stuff to, like, worst parenting, uh, <laughs> most, inoffensively, most inoffensively competent for the thing that there's nothing wrong with it, but next month I'm going to forget I ever saw it. But the problem was, it still required me to go see everything that was coming out, and unfortunately, yeah. if something came out the last weekend of a month and I wasn't able to see it, then I had to push back recording, which meant that it wasn't going up until the middle of next month, which meant that. So I got like three of those made and then something happened end of July. And I was just like, this is a dumb idea. So I, 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 have thought, a, I have a solution for you. Yeah. Do an annual award show. Ooh, one video a year. <laughs> there we go. That's a goal you can meet. <laughs> Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> but no, I was thinking about it, and then I was like, okay, okay. I finally figured out the problem. Seeing everything, not going to work. But one movie a week, even if the only thing that's coming out is terrible, I could deal with that. That's doable. That's, yeah. So, and if I can bulk out the, if I can bulk out the thing with other pop culture news that's going on, that's cool. Oh, cool. I've got somebody I can bounce off of. Even better. More time. I could do something with this. This is a bulletproof plan now. <laughs> Yeah, I, I like your podcast a lot. You guys cram a lot in each episode. It, it's uh, it's kind of fast paced too. I like that about it. Thank you. I ripped the concept off of the Weekly Planet with Mister Sunday Movies. I'm not ashamed <laughs> to admit. <laughs> it works. It works, and you're also very knowledgeable about Marvel and comic book stuff. And I'm not, but a lot of my knowledge has come from the recent MCU movies. That's and, definitely... and Ultimate Alliance. That's definitely more my sphere. It's really funny, though, because before I wasn't super into the comics, I was just, when I was a kid, I watched a bunch of the shows like Justice League and Avengers or Mightiest Heroes or what have you, but I didn't start getting into the comics until I got into the movies, and I didn't get into movies until Avengers, which I didn't even see in theaters. I saw it 
later on with friends, and that was the movie that finally got me to start thinking more about movies and not just, oh, I like that, or, oh, yeah, that was fine. That was the first movie where I was like, that's really good, and I actually can pin down why. I got to start paying more attention to these things. Yeah, yeah. I was I was definitely, like, in the 90s, a big X-Men head. Like, I was X-Men, like, I was into that X-Men cartoon, probably more so than the actual comic books. But I really liked that old X-Men cartoon from the 90s. <clears throat> that kind of <clears throat> spawned my interest in comic books a little bit. So I started collecting some X-Men stuff. So that was kind of, like, I, I was aware of the other things, too, but I, I didn't want to, like embrace everything i was just okay let me just kind of wrap my head around x-men i'm familiar with these characters so let me just kind of run with this and then later on like i just started like you know um you know i've always liked you know because all that stuff i've always liked like comic book like superheroes because all that stuff is science fiction ultimately and i've always had like you know a you know a love for science fiction so you know when once they started making those movies i was like okay let's keep them coming now like i, I don't care if it's if it's good even if it's bad like Let's just, you know, let's keep going with it because, you know, like it's all going to be information that I know eventually will be useful, you know, if they execute what they're, you know, intending to. So, oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Interesting thing about uh, the X-Men 90 series, uh, you pro- you might have already heard, they're actually bringing it back on but, Disney+. Plus. Really? Nice. Okay. Yeah. I, 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 I've heard rumors about I okay, so that's good actually. That's, I, yeah, that's official. It's gonna be called X-Men 97. We don't know when it's out yet, but we do know most of the cast is returning. So, oh wow. That should be it's great. a direct continuation of the is, show. Uh, is uh Whitney Houston gonna get royalties for the theme song? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> the, the Wait, theme. did he have a hand in the theme song? It sounds she a lot does. like sounds a lot like <laughs> yeah, I'm your baby song. tonight. Yeah, yeah. Whatever you want from me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh God. I'm your baby to me. My goodness. <laughs> you might have to give Whitney Houston some royalties for that. This changes everything. It does. <laughs> So, yeah, um, that's awesome, though. I, I hope that they stick with the, uh, I mean, obviously the animation is going to be different, but they did, I think uh, it was between season two and three, they kind of switched up animators and uh, the, it, I, I got, it, it, I, I kind of lost interest. Like, I was taken out of it, I think, with the, the animation style change a little bit more. So I didn't really, I got to go back and watch those like later seasons of that show if they're going to bring it back so I can, you know, be caught up with everything. So, yeah. That actually got me to start watching it because, like I said, I was I was never the biggest X Men fan. All, yeah, all, all all those stories though that they did on the card, those are straight from the comics. Oh yeah, no, yeah. like I I respect the heck out of that show for what it was able to pull off, especially compared to the movies. Yeah, but it, it it's it's interesting to look back at because the X Men have one of the most ridiculously expansive lore bases of pretty much anything in Marvel because yeah. you can, you can put them just about anywhere and it works. Yeah. Yeah. Sci-fi story. Yeah, sure. Mystic story. Yeah. Deep space. Yeah. You got it. Story, Dinosaurs. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, you know who took that ball and did not run with it and fucked it up? Fox. He, no. Well, the, the show yeah. heroes. Mm. Is yeah. the whole, the whole mutant power thing. Like uh, you have to regulate that. You, I mean, you can do whatever you want, but there has to be regulation 
and heroes did not regulate and they kind of spun out of control yeah you know it's funny that's always that was always one of the things that bugged me the most about the x-men movies was the the whole using mutants as a stand-in for persecuted and looked down upon other marginalized groups doesn't work when mutants are the only superpowered beings in existence because it's like no, there's a difference between I'm targeting this person because they believe something different from me, and I'm tar- I think this person is dangerous because they are capable of shooting a laser from their eyes that can bring down a building. Yeah. 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 And especially because the movies kept always proving their point, culminating in Logan, where, oh boy, yeah, all the X-Men are dead because, hey, look, Professor X accidentally killed them all. It's almost like mutant powers are actually dangerous and we should probably do something about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it works It works as a metaphor in a larger superhero community because then it's then you have the you have the parallel of, oh, everybody's cool with Thor or Iron Man or Captain America, even yeah. though they're equally as I, Iron Man's not a mutant, Thor's an alien. You know, it's, yeah. It goes beyond just mutant. Yeah. So, the fact that the Avengers are well loved and people like them but hate mutants, that makes them that makes the comparison work. But when mutants are the only superpowers, it's like, no, we're not we're, we don't hate you because you're a metaphor for homosexuality. We hate you because you're actually fucking dangerous. Pardon my yeah. French. Yeah. <laughs> you <laughs> just looked thought... at the Golden Gate Bridge. <laughs> yeah, right. Anyway, right. I'm glad I'm glad they're back and I look forward to seeing them in the MCU proper because Hopefully, hopefully less Wolverine focus. Yeah, yeah, they really need to, you know, focus as them as a whole. Um, I think, I think they'll do it. They'll, it'll be good. You know, mm. no, I don't know. I am hopeful. I guess, yeah, yeah, I'm hopeful. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be they, better than Fox's later attempts. They've had yeah. almost twenty years of blueprints of how not to do X Men movies, with yes. the exception of a few. Like First Class was genuinely good. I liked First Class, and I liked Days. I kind of liked Days of Future Past, but I didn't really care for that third one. It was boring. Days of Future uh, Past was pretty all right. The biggest issue is immediately replacing the First Class group, and then one and yeah. two are good for the time they were made. Yeah, but don't hold up especially great, and they kickstarted a lot of the inherent problems that later bad superhero movies had because they were trying to ape the fact that this was successful honestly out of the original three i like the last stand more just because that feels like a bad movie that's not trying to pretend to be a good movie yeah (laughs) feels very yeah we're Uh, oscar isaac was a bad choice or apocalypse oh yeah no. They should have got like the rock or something. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody yeah. oh. that <laughs> probably would have made me hate it more, but I can see it. Yeah. But the problem with that movie though too is that yeah, with that, you know, with that, like Apocalypse is they made him very like kind of likable and like relate you know, almost sort of and sympathetic kind of. And it's just like, no, this guy's was you know, at least in the cartoon, this guy was he was insane and he was just basically bent on like domination and destruction of humankind pretty much like so like he there wasn't you know but in the movie they made him kind of seem like oh you know like it's like kind of like sympathetic like magneto and i was like no that's what kind of made magneto unique is the fact that like you could very well say oh you know maybe magneto's right you know like um, not, not every villain has to like kind of like some people can just be you know uh sinister you know and yeah. by nature and not have you know 
you know, redeeming, you know, you know, that's what, you know, and I know that that's not reality, you know, I know that it's a little bit, you know, more, um, you know, but you know, it's, I will, it's com- I will it's say that uh, the uh, Moon Knight is the perfect role for Oscar Isaac. He's uh, oh, he's he, he's in Moon Knight. Okay. Yeah, yeah, he, he is Moon Knight. He, he is, is Moon Knight. Knight. Okay, yeah, he's a uh, he's a dual. He's he has multiple personality disorder, and one personality is a twit, and the other is like a hardcore merc. Oh, okay. And they're, they're constantly fighting for control of the body, and I I don't want to spoil too much. But okay. I'm the, gonna first, watch it. the first two episodes have already covered a lot of his okay like i plan that. on i plan on watching it so I, i'm gonna check it out for sure. nice yeah it's funny though because when i was talking about the first two and then the third i actually meant like the original trilogy <laughs> oh okay yeah yeah last stand was yeah, my bad was the bad movie that did because like apocalypse yeah. is just bad yeah. yeah, I don't like Apocalypse. Pretty I hate Apocalypse. Yeah, but I mean, Last okay. Stand was the one of flat with uh, Juggernaut, bitch. I'm yeah. the Juggernaut, bitch. That's the kind of stupid <laughs> stuff where I'm like, okay, you know, you know what kind of movie yeah. you're making now. Okay, yeah. as long as you're aware, that's yeah. great. Yeah. Oops. <laughs> it's all right. No, it's fine. I just figured I'd clear it up before anybody who listens thought I was an apocalypse apolog- apologist. Yeah. <laughs> no, that movie could burn. <laughs> yeah. Like it was just so un- it was just so uninteresting. Like I tr- I gave it two or three chances, and I'm like I can't. I'm like I don't know if I. It's so slow, like so like horribly paced. I'm like ah. I mean, I, I thought the first class was, was great, and then, you know, then it was weird them changing up the class in, in, in Days of Future Past, but the Days of Future Past did have cover a lot of, like, the main, like, one of the main um, X-Men storylines that they actually did in the cartoon, too, so it's very, yeah. yeah, so. I think the worst thing about Apocalypse is that the best thing about Apocalypse is them saying, you remember the time in a bottle scene from Days of Future Past and how sick that was? Here it is again. Yeah. And that's yeah. the best thing in the movie. Yeah. Something we've already seen. Yeah. It was pretty unimaginative. It was it was a disappointment. I and mean, hopefully they'll, you know, they'll you know, they have they have they have to re- reboot two franchises. They have to reboot the X-Men, they have to reboot uh Fantastic Four too, because they've failed miserably twice. Miserably. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Six five times, four times. There's never been a good Fantastic Four. The unreleased 1994 Fantastic Four movie is actually the best one of the bunch. Correct. And that's saying something. It's not great, (laughs) but mostly just because it doesn't have a budget. I feel like if they had a budget... Yeah, you cut it some slack. That one would have actually been pretty solid for something made in 1994 before anybody knew how to make anything that wasn't Superman and kind of Batman work. Yeah. Yeah. I think like Fantastic Four, Silver Surfer, um, there. Okay, there's like this whole psychedelic era of Marvel comics in the '70s, and yeah. I think uh, I haven't seen the new Doctor Strange movie, but just from the trailer, you can tell that the visual effects are now ready for that kind of psychedelic trippiness. So maybe maybe with that in mind, Fantastic Four could be cool. Yeah. Maybe. Oh yeah. I don't see how they could ever do like. Read Richard's stretching power in a way that didn't seem <laughs> corny. Yeah. 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 Like, I don't. Yeah. Yeah. It's a pretty lame. Like, live action. Power. I don't know how they would do that. Yeah. 
it almost makes you wonder why they even bother still giving him that power set because yeah they could have changed it by now like he could just be a super intellect that has like a power armor or something not a yeah, he doesn't need to be stretchy like that. Stretch Armstrong. Yeah, yeah, like <laughs> Stretch Armstrong uh, and his fantastic friends. Yeah, especially it's especially baffling because they changed Miss Marvel's powers for her upcoming TV show because she has yeah. in the comics a very classically similar power set. She yeah, doesn't so much armor. stretch as she can embiggen and shape shift and what have you. She makes like, like a phantom fist embiggen. Yeah, now she's just got energy constructs or what have you, and it's just like Green Lantern. The weirdest thing about it is that they haven't said anything about why, so everybody's just kind of stuck speculating. There's been some track that it's because they don't want her to be too similar to Mr. Fantastic for some reason, but then it's like, why don't you change his powers? He doesn't need to. His powers are a clever clever visual metaphor for superhero puberty. Yeah, right? (laughs) He can do without stretching. Yeah. This yeah. world is just not as fun without it. Yeah. And if you can't make it work on a on a TV budget, even though these TV shows have the budget of movies, why are you giving her a TV show? Give her a movie. Yeah. Yeah. Give them different powers. I don't know. <laughs> oh, I can turn myself into a ball or a big net. This is dumb, Reed Richards. That's really dumb. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, the only real hope i have for the fantastic four movie no doom not in the first movie yeah maybe maybe a post-credit scene maybe Maybe. yeah but no doom in the first movie he should be completely his origin is completely separate from the fantastic fours yeah maybe they do it as a tv show or something i would be so down for a series. I i would i would be i would be down with that he hasn't been done any like he's definitely the coolest Marvel villain. He hasn't like really been done justice, you know. Like they haven't really been able to. Yeah, he's done been done injustices. Yeah, his live action portrayals. Yeah, yeah. and it's all the fault of that accursed Richards. Richards. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. Like, I feel like I've completely derailed this because I just keep jumping to more comics. No, no, no. no, no. It's fine. <laughs> Dude, you've given us the whole like side episode on <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um yeah that Dr. Doom's like an egomaniac, right? Kind of like the Riddler. Oh yeah. In a recent comic run, there was a whole bit I love this one. There's a whole bit where Doom keeps seeing visions of an idyllic future where he's married, he has kids, he's the most beloved superhero in the world, and he's saw there's universal peace. And it turns out it's because this black hole that opened up is a portal to another universe. And he ends up going through it, communicating with the Doom on the other side, who tells him, yep, yep, my past has been literally the same as yours. I can solve it. You can solve it all. You can save the world. And all you have to do is let go of your hatred for Reed Richards and start <laughs> working with him. You think he's, his, he's your worst enemy, but he's actually got the potential to be your best friend. and You can accomplish so much more what and he and then the other doom the good doom starts basically calling him an idiot saying you got you can't be this short-sighted you got to look past it doom proceeds to use the ultimate nullifier he kills his doom his doppelganger (laughs) ultimate nullifier to destroy the that entire utopia universe just because he cannot fathom a world where he has to let go of his hatred for richards so he's like no screw it this can all burn (laughs) 
I think and, and the even better part is the lead up. He's basically the only one who can stop this black hole. He's got a plan. They're letting him do it. He's got all his calculations set. And then Reed just logs on is like, oh, hey, Victor, I just wanted to say good luck. I don't need luck. I know exactly what I'm doing. Yeah. I know you do. Then why did you even bother calling? Just, just, just to be nice. I don't need your pity, Richards. Okay, yeah, fine, Doom, whatever. You've got this. Signs off. Doom sits there for a second. He knows something. There's something wrong with my calculations, and he knows something, and he wants to make me look like an idiot. Turn up the power. <laughs> Turns up the power. Everything goes to shit. You tricked me, Richards. Damn <laughs> you, Richards. Of, it's some of the best Doom being an absolute shitty egomaniac and it blowing up in his face and it really just affirms why he's such an absolute bastard yeah classic doom <laughs> i could get behind a doom show her movie for sure yeah definitely cody do you want to plug under the bridge so it's uh you know yeah more. sure <laughs> thanks yeah. for listening everybody if you want to hear more of my content it can be found under the Scarlet Troll channel on YouTube. It's the Under the Bridge podcast featuring the Scarlet Troll and the Agent Duckman, and sometimes other people. <laughs> but make sure to keep listening to this awesome podcast as well. And don't forget to like, subscribe, and hit the bell. All those things <laughs> as well. <laughs> All righty. All right, that's a wrap. And uh, so we'll see you guys next time on Obligapod. Um, we'll have track jared down by then so uh, <laughs> don't worry everyone he should be back unless he got um absorbed into a tornado in which case cody will be replacing him <laughs> if he is back assume that i have parted to uh, uh, go on my own quest to find my party members <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> alone cody yeah. i'm solo in this game yeah <laughs> <laughs>